Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 12, Aubrey. I'll tell you what, pal. It's tough to rally the call when the Bruins are uh, going into overtime. This is dedication, man. I'll tell you. I don't understand. I, I don't think so. It, the, the Stanley Cup is, is hard to repeat. It's hard to get, obviously. Well, I'm talking about our dedication to podcasting while no, no, yeah, that's my. I, I was, I was, I was painting a picture to get up to that part, like the fact that the team's in the finals, that kind of thing. I missed the only Stanley Cup final championship the Bruins have had in my lifetime. I know, and here I am, a dedicated <laughs> LSG Media devotee, missing an overtime game to talk to you. Loyal listener. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I got to turn, turn you up a little. Hold on. About an episode that aired 25 years ago. Because that's what's important right now. It is. This is very it's relevant. <laughs> it's Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey is our girl. And uh, we're going to talk about our girl. Um, what are your initial impressions of Aubrey, Josh? Um, so Aubrey is in... It, it's in a chunk of season two episodes that are not strongly recall to my mind when sure. I, when you when you ring the title when you say Aubrey I'm like oh yeah okay the the old like a dead FBI agent from like forever ago and something uh there's something weird about it like a reincarnation thing maybe and Terry O'Quinn is in it but he's not the other dude that Terry O'Quinn is in the X-Files I remember um so it's it's a pretty not not super strongly memorable episode but I have to say, after another rewatch, I like it. Me too. I mean, I'm kind of blown away. Aubrey my right reminds there. me of white pants, big ass, and just annoying. <laughs> the name, right? Yeah, yeah. Like white pants, big ass, and I'm not besmirching the ass, but just real white annoying. White pants after Labor Day? <laughs> Perhaps. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, I like it. There's a couple things I, I'm not fully tracking on, but I'm sure we'll talk about that stuff. I am a Terry Quinn fan. Yeah. He doesn't I mean, get he's, doing too much in this. <laughs> he doesn't. I think of it more of a Terry O'Quinn. I keep saying Terry Quinn. Terry O'Quinn. I say Terry Quinn too all the time. Um, I think of it more as an episode of his than it really is, but I think it's just because I always think about him from the movie. Yeah, right. And yeah, in that he's a pretty memorable dude to be, you know, um, to have a little guest appearance. <laughs> Yes, he's a great not actor. A, not a ton going on, really. Um, I guess this is uh, Deborah Strang's episode. Yeah, you could say that. Deborah Strang, um, she's pretty good yeah. with, with her voice. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to tell me that the person who starred in Saltwater is not good, right? <laughs> is, that, is that a TV show or a movie? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna tell me that that performance as Sue in Promised Land did not rock your socks off? Okay, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing some Days of Our Lives. I'm seeing some General <laughs> Hospital, and those are usually the hallmarks of a high caliber actress. Uh, I will tell you, she is in a good episode of Deep Space Nine, titled "Rules of Engagement," where Worf gets in trouble for blowing up a ship. Oh, um, she's in that. 
and she plays an admiral of sorts, but you can't really tell because I think she's a Vulcan and she's all like all Vulcaned up in Vulcan clothes and Vulcan ears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pop a picture of, I'll pop a picture of her in the, uh, in the live feed so people can you see. You know, it, it must be her appearance. Um, her star appearance in children of the corn five fields of terror. That was, as they say, video. <laughs> as they say, a tour de force. <laughs> that is masking the other performances <laughs> that, uh, she has held. Yeah. yeah uh, she but played yeah, a, Aubrey, she played, well, um, by the way, four star, as it were, admiral. So as, as admiral as you can get, she was. Well, Oh, and uh, DS9? Yeah, yeah. Vulcan you know, Admiral. You know, I still have not done more than dip my toes in the water of DS9. That's a show that I That's, I have said for some time that I'm like, I want to kind of go back and actually, after everything everybody said, especially you. Yeah, I think your, you would love it, dude. I think you would be like, that is a great show. Especially when you hit the Dominion War. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, what I think you would like about it is the setup which is the space station, which is not a federation. It's not a federation real estate, so to speak. It's just administered by the federation, but also with other people. And it used to belong to the Cardassians. And you get introduced to what, in my opinion, is probably one of the best villains of all time, which is Gold Dukat. Ooh, yeah. I have seen at least <clears throat> one episode with Gold Dukat. He's a slick bastard. But um, I think you dig it. There's a lot. There's a lot of... You can see Ron Moore, proto Ron Moore, BSG Ron Moore, because he introduces the changelings and they can look like other people. And of course, you know what that causes. Um, I mean, a whole war is declared over the thought that leadership was infiltrated by these, which is a little spoiler, but it doesn't really matter. Like the Klingons declare war on, on another species because they're like, they've been infiltrated by changelings and like, what the fuck guys, relax. So it's, <laughs> there's a lot of cool shit like that. But um, I think you dig it. But- that boy, that was a good Deborah Strang sort of uh, deep dig, deep deep, 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 deep Debbie Strang dig, deep Debbie Strang dig. Uh, yeah, I did not see um, Children of Corn Fields of Terror. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, uh, no, isn't that crazy? Crazy. But um, here we are, Aubrey. Aubrey, I got questions what? right off the bat. Fire it at me. She's definitely the person who killed the girl in the pool, right? I mean, that never really comes back. Does she go? To, it, mm. Am I am I blowing loads too early here? Should I should I rein it back in? Should I squeeze the bass? Yeah, it doesn't. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Oh no, the blues just won, dude. Sorry. You fuck. Fuck. Sixteen oh nine left in overtime. <sighs> <sighs> Utter pedantic f. <laughs> you know what it is. God yep. damn it. Yep. Fuck. Sorry. I can, awesome. I can throw my phone in the goddamn trash bin now. God damn well, it. I'm sitting at like a, I'm a 43 year old man in a Bruin shirt. Like what the fuck? What a homo. And now I'm sitting here all frumpy. Get it together, man. Right. I'll be fine. The rest of the night is all about Aubrey. <laughs> now, suddenly I don't like this episode. So <laughs> this episode's a piece of shit. This episode it's an fucking failure. sucks. It's a real letdown. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know, she must've, she must've, right? Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. she should have been charged with that crime. It wasn't the 75-year-old guy. And then the yeah. other, so two big questions, Josh. And I know this is a little early, but why, as they say in showbiz, Josh, bury the lead? Number one, Aubrey definitely killed Aubrey. Jesus Christ. I keep calling her Aubrey. Aubrey's the place. Um, Moro, 
Inspector yeah, BJ, but BJ kept, Stop kept it. writing shoulder pads, but let's call her BJ. BJ. Old with BJ. Proper respect. With proper respect. Old BJ definitely killed the broad in the pool, mm-hmm. right? And then Coakley killed the agents. Weren't they going to then say, and we're also charging these other crimes? Because he, he attacked the other lady after, so he wouldn't have been in jail for the, for the FBI agent's death. So he was like the serial killer, right? He was the guy. He only got charged with the one. Yes. Okay. So there's that. They should they should be fucking ringing up all kinds of charges by the end of this episode. I'm surprised that wasn't in the postscript. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's um like I mean a, as it is, nobody ends up in a well. <laughs> they're they're all in a bad not, shape, right? But, old, old BJ and and Coakley don't exactly <laughs> get off scot free. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. I, I feel like I feel like they really um that was like that's huge though. I mean they kind of. They kind of closed two cases. They put more charges on Coakley, closed some really, I mean, ancient fucking 60-year-old cases. Which is never anything that Mulder certainly is interested in is closing cases. (laughs) (laughs) It's about about the truth. Why are we coming back to old people being accused of fucking spirit crimes, right? She's like, it was him. He was here. Well, I mean, let's just say this. Okay, it's not a perfect episode, but coming right off the bat, this is a step up from last week, right? Oh my God, is it ever? Big time. No, so, by the way, make no I, mistake. I, I'm, I feel like we're coming off a little like, yeah, maybe it's just because the Bruins just fucking blew it. <laughs> we are, but I still like it because I think there's a lot of cool shit going on in this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I was just saying, I had a couple of questions up front. But yes, she can. Oh, bitch. one more question. Her pregnancy doesn't matter. Okay, let's get going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, matters to Coakley, who's trying to get custody of that demon seed. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, yeah. You know, there, there, I, there is something about, like, the name of a town oh, in Missouri. Yeah, man. Like, that it has an allure to it. It does. It has like, some kind of mysterious kind of allure, like... Aubrey, Missouri. It I sounds like, like a place where a serial killer might set up shop. Yep, with a with a middle initial. Mm-hmm. Or a full middle name, even. Yeah, yeah. And I also like the way this whole episode is shot. I think it's really pretty. That's, and, that's psh, our boy Bowman. Yeah, man. The guy's, he's just like, you want me to do TV? Psh, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's very distinct. Since you pointed that out... Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the episode off the top of my head. The Gender first bender. one that, yes. Right. Um, yeah, another semi, not forgettable, but not especially memorable episode, uh-huh. but with visuals that really kind of bring it above that. And that's apparent, like right from the opening here. And yeah, that's man. not the strongest shot of the episode. There's some, there's some pretty great cool shots. But right from the beginning, man, it just, it lends a little bit more to this episode than even the writing might get credit for. I think you are right on the money with that, sir. No question. So I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, that's why it's compelling to watch. It's, it's, it's so weird, man. It's so weird how that is. That is such a bizarre phenomenon to me, right? It's just this ability to invoke interests visually because we're like, whoa, like we we're just captivated and, and it's not janky. And even if it's not, even if it's a little like slipshod on the writing and not even that bad to be perfectly frank, like the, the things I mentioned are kind of relevant, but they're not overly relevant to the story. Like at the end of the day, she's locked up. The old man's fucked. I mean, I know he's- Yeah, in- they're not 
they're not like major plot holes. They're just things that are left unresolved. Right. But they don't really like a. I mean, yes, they're 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 worth bringing up, but they're not things that like detract from the way it's resolved. Sure, they're just kind of left unsaid. Correct. That's a good way to not, say it. Unresolved. That's fine. Not unresolved. Perhaps unsaid. We can only assume that charges will be brought against these people for these crimes. If if they would have just sort of mentioned it, like, "Whoa, we're, I guess I guess he killed these people too after his <laughs> fucking P.S. stabby his fucking stabby rape." Yeah. After his fucking slasher rape, I guess that's what he does. But um, yeah, man, it's um, let's dive into this fucker. Yeah, you got that eye. Take me through this opening shot. It's, a, it's amazing. Low, sexy shot. Is there a name for this? Low angle. The low angle following yeah, shot? It, it, it's definitely a, a steady cam. You can tell it's a guy walking, carrying yep. a camera. It's not on a track, um, obviously, because you don't see track in front of them as they're walking. If, when you say steady cam, does that just mean it's all gimbaled up? Right? Yeah, the way he's carrying it. You know, so so it doesn't show. It's not it's the not old s- shaky cam. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's the harness they wear. It might. I'm assuming it's a steady cam. He could be just carrying it, but I doubt it. He's probably holding a steady cam and just and just following them. And you know, you kind of. It's not. It's nothing crazy. I mean, you'd call it a continuous shot because there's no cuts until it cuts. But that's every shot in show business, right? Yeah. But I like it. I like the. I like the following the legs. I like this in the talk and the discussion. We go past the dog. And we, and it's a, you know, it's a continuous shot where we're following these guys and the low angle shot is when it sort of tilts up and looks at people. Yeah. And then it turns off of him and it goes right over to BJ and it holds on her. And then we finally get a cut when it looks back to Terry O'Quinn and they exchange looks, but that's a cool open, man. That's compelling. That's it. It, it makes you feel like you're there and that's just good filmmaking. Yep, it makes you feel like you're there, but not from a character's POV, like you're a fly on the wall kind of thing, which is yeah, neat. man. Yeah. Um, and, and I like that we're not seeing everything that they're talking about, right? And Absolutely. instead, what we're seeing is about the interpersonal drama. Yep, like which that's is, what we're seeing as they're talking more about the crime, right? Which I think is really done well in this and also I, what the fuck is that dog doing I, just let him dig away at the carpet she's probably trying to get comfy for a little sleepy spot a little <laughs> nap time but um yes uh i mean this is just good visual storytelling because the first thing we cut to is i mean we we are getting clues unraveling at a pace that our mind can process quickly um which i like you know we're, a sentence is only a sentence because the words come in succession. If if you had all the words all spread out over time, it's not really a sentence. Like you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, Big Billy Shakespeare! You like you house. like that? I didn't know Matthew Anderson was on the podcast tonight. <laughs> well, I was on time, so I definitely can. Well, whoops! Uh oh! I take off my mask like a Mission Impossible. <laughs> and I go to some kind of weird rally. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's awesome because the, the way these guys talk, we, see the, we immediately see the image of, of Terry O'Quinn's wife. Yeah. And then she's in there. And then there's these sort of heavy looks. He almost seems annoyed by her presence. And then she's like, I'm pregnant. And you're like, uh-huh. oh. Well, you said Terry O'Quinn's wife. This is not... Terry Quinn's wife. No, no, no. BJ. The picture. The picture. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. The the she being BJ here. Um, yes. The, correct. The annoyance. He's busy. She's upset. Talking about not showing up last night. You know, typical women. 
bringing stuff up at like an inopportune time. Yeah. I'm working a case here and you're pregnant. You, Whoopee. I'm at work. You know, it's like, have some fucking respect. Meet me at this uh, low class <laughs> motel. Was he going to strangle her or just uh, no. punch her in the belly? I don't know what he was up to. A lot of belly punches. Meet me at the, at this motel. It's um, on the edge of town. There's four staircases. I'll meet you right up at the top. Yep. Fauci's reminding me the old man is dead. So there you go. Case closed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we get, we get right out. I mean, this obviously does jar, um, does jar boy Terry. And uh, then we get BJ out at the motel. Yeah. And this is where we get these first of these. How do you think about, you know, uh, it's not a flashback. It's a, it's a vision or it's a whatever. It. Yeah. Do you like the way it's shot? Yeah. It's awesome. Visually? First yeah. of all, the, 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 this this bend around the sign, Bowman's just like, let's have some fun. I mean, y- yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, the, the way he bends around the sign, like what a, he's like, go fuck yourself, regular people. This is how <laughs> we're doing this in my show today. You know, it's just slick. It just, I, I like, it, I like it, it. It captivates you. You don't want to look away. It, it, it's, it, it's visually super fucking interesting. God, he has so many stuff. I mean, and then we, 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 and then we, we, um, we roll up on her. Like we started her feet, roll up. And then we sort of see her miss the keyhole. It's blurry. We're like, what is this bitch's problem? And that's when the, the vision, like you said, kicks in. And, and I like the idea of the light f- transitioning to the headlight. Oh, that's just, that's just good yeah. stuff, man. And um, it's a consistent motif. Whenever they refer back to right. the whole episode, you immediately know without any kind of dumb, like, it doesn't go to black and white. It doesn't like fade out and bring up a timeline or anything like that. It's just, you know, like, oh shit, now we're, we're back in, this is our vision cam. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then we see, uh, we see what, uh, the Terry O'Quinn character did uh, that came before him dumping her, his, his, uh, pregnant girlfriend's body. No, this is our guy dumping the, the agent. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately we're back to, this is also slick. BJ digging away. Yeah. Do you like, do you like the, um, this is, this is cute editing too. I like this. The, the, we're cutting between the shovel, the, the shovel pounding into the dirt and her clawing at the dirt. I liked it a lot. We, it's, it's cool because it is just, a, like you said, visually interesting. It's just a slick way for us to be back and it's just not confusing at all. It's so obvious and it yep. just works. And that shot, again, we've seen a lot about Bowman right here in the beginning, but <sighs> that shot coming up from her and that like circle, like oh elevating God. shot, oh man, God. like so that is not, that is as good as, I mean, obviously TV. it's Bowman, but yeah. like some of the shots we see in the, the better shots in the X-Files movies, one of which was by Bowman. Yep. Yeah. No, he's great, dude. Um, he does, he ends up doing it like 30 some odd episodes, I believe. Yeah, this is only his second, I think, hmm. maybe, maybe third. Uh, bu- 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 I had it pulled up here. Um, we gender better, sleepless. He did sleepless. Oh, too. that's right. So okay. this is his third of thirty-four. Nice. So we're I gonna have a utterly fascinating. Oh wow, he did a couple episodes of the Dark Shadows remake of the '90s. No shit, that did have some cool visual style, and he did next gen. Um, thirteen next gen episodes. We've probably covered this before, but I, I'm. Um, I'm, my memory is, is not so hot. Some good ones, yeah. too. A couple of good there's ones a, in there. There's a few we've previously recorded. Um, Paper Hearts, The Field Where I Died. That oh. one I, I really love, that deep dig that I'm a huge fan of. 
um, oh. Jose Jose Chung's, Oof. Um, and then some other ones we haven't covered that, but are I don't know well these. up there. Dot yeah. com, FM Lascada, Paperclip. There's some real uh, Piper Maru. <sighs> Piper Maru, the old black oil. That's I love a great that one. Shit. Pusher's great. Unru. Unru. Yeah. yeah. Paperclip's so good. Yeah, I thought we did Pusher, but we didn't. No, we talked about it. Yeah, I had this weird like displaced memory of like, oh yeah, we covered that. No. Perhaps it's a genetic memory. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's this is all our pre opener for our pre credit. You're in, pretty, right? I mean, pretty, you, yeah, you're pretty in. strong. Yep, for sure. That's that's just the ability to to entice us visually with your, I guess you'd call it your opening incident, the old Sid yep. Field days. <laughs> so right off here, you have all right. We know about this crazy crime that just happened mm-hmm. with this this sister carved in the chest. We As we go about back this. to the FBI headquarters. Oh, no, no. From but the even opening. before. Yeah, from the from opening, the opening. We know about that. We yep. know about this this drama between this detective and this kind of obviously married, um, he's a lieutenant, right? Um, uh, yes, Lieutenant Brian Tillman. Tillman. Um, Big shot. We know about that. We know she's pregnant. Then we know about this this old murder that happened that she somehow has, has stumbled upon. So we got a lot. Yeah, lots to start with. It's great. I like it. And it's not in it. And it is, I mean, obviously one of the things that make me like this episode is the fact that we, we stay in our lane, so to speak. Right. Yeah. That's one of the problems we had, we had last week, which is what was kind of our inability to stay in the, our lane. Right. With Excelsius day, we, we talked about kind of this mishmash of, of half baked ideas Whereas in this, it's funny, we got back-to-back episodes where we're, we're looking at creepy elderly people. It's kind of interesting. But but here, it's not the the main setup. No, or no, even, no, no, not at all. But it just, it's it's fascinating. Not to mention this one's way creepier than those other ones. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, spoiler alert, bummer of endings. <laughs> Another <laughs> one coming up for you. <laughs> not you mean the part where they have to lock up BJ because she goes all fucking <laughs> coat hanger back alley on herself? Yikes. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yay. That's fun. <sighs> Good times. Um, <laughs> let's, let's jump from coat hangers to dental records. Yeah. Because Scully's, yeah. Scully's looking at some, um, or Mulder is, and Scully is here to lend a little professional opinion. She does. She says it's a match. She does. Mulder says he brushes his teeth after every meal. <laughs> um, definitely, I believe she says they're definitely a match. This shit is cool to me. Just I love the it. the the setup for it. Okay, that these belong to Special Agent Sam Cheney, um, FBI agent. They were into serial killers before. It was cool, right? Yeah, forty years ago, stranger uh, killings. I love that. Stranger killings. Yeah, how cool and great names. Come on, man. Cheney and Ledbetter, stop. Those guys are fucking putting the pipe to you if you ain't talking. (laughs) I kept thinking of, uh, what's that Pearl Jam song, Yell Uh, Ledbetter? Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. Great song, by the way. But how Uh, cool is that? Like these, These FBI guys that were looking to serial killers 50 years ago, and they were, like Mulder doesn't come out and say it, but the obvious thing is like they were kind of the outsiders. They were kind of the molders like they were the x-files of the time because they were looking at psychology to link these crimes and things that were considered really borderline Mm. which nowadays like that's standard profiling you're talking about head doctors get out of here (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but He's that's nuts. cool, man. Puts, yeah. you, puts you into a very different place. Um, but basically, this guy Cheney and his partner both disappeared um, down in Aubrey, Missouri, back mm-hmm. in the 40s. 1942, and, uh, to be exact. Yeah, during World War II. So what were these 4F motherfuckers not doing? <laughs> <laughs> Taking the boots to Hitler and the goddamn hunt. <laughs> they were probably in their 30s. <laughs> I guess it didn't matter, but still. Pathetic. Yeah. They um they disappeared. It's kind of bizarrely ironic that these guys were uh were were, were stranger killed while investigating the very thing. Yeah. And uh boy, low hanging fruit. Yeah. Always interested in a woman named BJ. Both. Oof. You know, that that's the kind of thing I think that elevates our show is that we never... We don't stoop to those lows. We're, we're much more highbrow than this. Absolutely. Every time. We're never mm-hmm. just going to go for something like that. You know, and it's a... It kind of... I'm not angry. I'm a little disappointed in X-Files that yeah, they Yeah, I would say it's, it's borderline triggered. It is very... It, it's definitely um, misogynist. It um, is. It is. It is. Do you think we should pen a letter? It, it bothers me that that Scully doesn't doesn't cut him down here. Yeah, and re, I agree. Redominate the situation and show that he is um, supporting the patriarchy in this moment. I agree. Um, do you want to get to the next scene where this dumb clam BJ doesn't know how to keep a fucking <laughs> egg from getting spermed up? Yes. Let us. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way. Um, I, I got I got uh got some notes and um <laughs> good old Beach here. She she Which did Beach? Oh that Beach. Not not Beach herself, but of course her 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 character. Here. Yeah. Um but uh I'm sorry, the the actress, um, Mrs. Strang, she was nominated or I don't know if she was nominated or officially or she was put up for a an Emmy huh. for this. There there's some I might That's be mixing cool. up the wording. I don't know if she was one of the official nominees, but she was put up for it. And um, I don't know. Initially, I didn't buy it. Initially, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think she was that great in this. Uh, and maybe it's this first scene where she just has to come off really overly rattled and yeah, yeah. clearly not consistent. They kind of have to be a little bit on the nose with it to, to make the point um, and to set up this whole thing and then terry o'quinn you know lieutenant Tillman, kind of covering for her yep it's it's a little paint by numbers here but it's also um i'm, I'm just kind of happy to see terry o'quinn do his thing to be honest yeah he's great man yeah so um what is her story here i had car troubles no <laughs> what did she say she, oh, oh I, this stuff i was um, experiencing engine failure <laughs> what are you a pilot I was thinking what the that fuck, too. lady. Can I? Can I? Can I suck off the Bowman again? Yeah, and whoever's cameraman is. So, oh, the uh, way it shot. Oh yeah. man. So this is another one. What? What a great. This is this is his move. He, you are hearing one thing and seeing something else, and then he brings you to the seeing the something else. Right. Yeah. It's it's a slick way to engage you. You're like, oh, I can't wait to see the thing we're hearing, and here's a compelling way to get you there. Um, so there's that. And then there is, during this conversation, there is, um, a shot, which I think just really works. And it's Terry O'Quinn in the foreground, watching him act as they start, it starts to get uncomfortable when she doesn't have the answers. It's just cool, man. It's a cool shot. I think I use this for one of the the Facebook, uh, posts. It's got that little piece of hay in the mouth. (laughs) Right on. 
Um, so hey, I'm sorry. Let, 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 r- get, real get, quick. Yeah. Missouri as fuck. Oh, yeah. Piece of hay in the mouth. Dude, he's really, he's really <laughs> getting into it. You know what I mean? I expected him to be starring in a Huck Finn, like a fucking like Huckleberry <laughs> Finn, roll up his jeans and put his feet in the mud. But he, uh, yeah, he's Huckleberry there Quinn. Ha ha! Mark it, Mark it down, sucker. I almost, and oh, by the way, I almost said, uh, what's what's our girl's name? <laughs> I almost Beach? made a, yeah, her real name when you said, I, I, I almost made a stranger killings oh. joke. Strange, sorry, but I didn't. Because it wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm but forcing I like, it. But you, <laughs> I like now, how you bring it up, though. You know the full, yeah. You know, you, I want you to know that I attempted to be clever and didn't and wasn't. But I want you to think <laughs> I'm smart anyway. So there's that. I so anyway, it. back to your uh, dialogue that you were talking about. Yeah, this is it. I mean, they basically, we, we give enough time for uh, BJ to kind of sort of tie her own, they give her enough rope to tie herself off on, right? She's, the story is really pretty out there Mulder's asking some questions not aggressively no but, but just kind of logical questions interposing hmm. her her answers don't make a ton of sense and then eventually <laughs> um it's 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 cool again as a shot we get Terry O'Quinn Lieutenant Tillman kind of turns around and sort of brushes aside these questions be like hey yeah. you know what are we talking about here as soon as Mulder goes to clairvoyant experiences I um, like this because it gives us doubt for just a second as to What's going on with him? But the reality is, is he's just sort of protecting somebody he cares about. Right. It puts a little dot on it, Tillman. Like, it is does. He, it does. Does he have a, a nefarious involvement? Indeed. And it's a guest star with a pretty big actor. And you go, wait a minute. Hmm. Right? Yep. But he's just kind of brushing him off. And, and it does. it's not out of the blue because some FBI agent shows up and starts questioning your baby mama about clairvoyant experiences. Um, you just want to. <laughs> get off any of these trains of his laugh at that is great <laughs> Jeez, what the hell kind of question is that dreams yeah, yeah. dreams next thing next thing i know you're gonna be bringing up psychologists and other <laughs> kinds of pseudoscience that won't make me disappear you in a ditch in aubrey <laughs> but um yeah, you got any questions yeah yeah they kind of walk off yeah and then we get right back to um examine room to, c <laughs> yeah with um with the, this, the remains here right. of, uh, of Mr. Cheney, this, this, this FBI agent from the forties, we're talking mm-hmm. 50 plus years ago yep. and the descriptions we're getting Mulder's reading this journal of Cheney, which is really cool. One like must a- wonder how these monsters are created. Did their home life mold them into creatures that must maim and kill or are they demons from birth? Scully's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cute. Doesn't matter. Yeah, and she's like analytical, <laughs> literally like analyzing the remains as she's as he's discussing it. But we have we have basically what happened: three women back in the forties, blows to the head, disabled, and then were raped and murdered. Um, and at some point, post or pre mortem, uh, sister is carved into their chest. Mm, that's some deep level psychosis. Pretty fucking gruesome. Yeah, I mean, this shit has got you hooked, right? This is. Yeah. We are fascinated by the horror that man can inflict upon fellow man, right? Yep. Hmm. It's fucking gnarly. It's um, so gnarly. We, uh, I, I love to, we very quickly get into <laughs> Mulder is, you know, digging deep into Cheney and his ideas of, of what could happen and just thinking kind of this dreamy big picture. And 
Scully with with the empathy of the situation is talking about, you know, very quickly gets into, you know, as Mulder brings up, well, it's, you know, PJ was lying about the car trouble and Scully's like, yeah, well, there's the motel. Obviously, like she and Tillman are having an affair. <laughs> I love that she sniffs this out immediately and Mulder kind of laughs like, wait, what? <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> this is like the perfect representation of their characters, which is her being grounded in, in the obvious. Yeah. And maybe not so obvious, but, but compared to Johnny Flake over here, whose head's in the clouds. Yeah. Head in the clouds. When Mulder has empathy, it's purely emotional. Sure. When Scully has empathy, it's introspective. Like she, she's looking at it. Understanding what, why people are acting the way they are. Right. Mulder's empathy is in like a weird, like his empathy is usually like a weird, like victim relation kind of thing. Right. And it's also that I, he can, with the criminology background, uh, you know. I, yes. Right. I, I, I do like that he's digging into the Cheney thing because we know Mulder is a, a profiler by, by trade before the What X-Files. was his name? Monty Props or some shit. Monty Props. Monty Props. Brought down Monty Props. Whereas, whereas Scully can read the the everyday better probably yeah um and i like it such as the offhand comment we get a direct interaction because dude this is great i love that she confronts her immediately (laughs) dude like kind of like pretty quick pretty pretty direct yeah she 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 knows there's something there's something going on here you know she she's I, i like this from scully i like that she's really you know, the face is just sort of tapping the bait and she's like, nah, we're going to yank this one up because I, this is what I have to go on, which is she discovered the body and there's other stressors here. Uh, let's, let's see if I can get more information. There is a, there is a bridge being formed here or at least an attempt to because yeah. information is your stock and trade when you're an investigator and she's kind of just pulling on the threads relevant or, or should I even say present? Yep. And then not only surmises that, but then on top of that, that she's pregnant. Right. Like you're having an affair, you're pregnant, put it both on there, air it out there, see what, see what you give me back. Mm-hmm. Is this, is this like an issue? Is this a problem with the case? Is there something more to dig up here? Or is this just kind of a personal situation that's going to kind of convolute the situation? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's, um, the, the rib cage stuff. I think we went by. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of silliness with this three D imaging technology. I, I don't know if it really matters. The badass art. <laughs> Yikes! The last guy to say that got pulled under the floorboards by xenomorphs. <laughs> well, um, sister, right? Attempted match. Some other matches. No matches. And our girl BJ comes out and suggests brother. Right? Yeah, as she like creepily leans over the remains like finger scribbling on the rib cage that was wacky i like that she gave pause when she walked in it's funny because we know what what i like about this is we don't have any reason to believe that that morrow would be so alarmed at a skeleton on the table right 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 and i and i i do want to credit her with this strain strange strang sorry strang i do want to credit strang with this which is it wasn't, I didn't sense, in other words, I, I don't know. I sensed even watching it this first time, because I definitely don't remember this episode. It was more the, 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 the skeleton, not the presence of the skeleton, but the, that there was something about the skeleton. I, I read that from her and I just thought that that was well done by her. Yeah. 
you know, I guess that's what I'm trying to fucking muscle out of my marble mouth. <laughs> no, I like it. And <laughs> these references she kind of gives to, to Scully in the bathroom about this face in the mirror. It's, it's pretty convoluted or, or not exactly. I'm not sure it's convoluted. That's the wrong term for it, but it's confusing here. This, mm-hmm. this talk like, Oh, you know, yeah, you know, you know how you have, you know, weird images when you're pregnant. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't seen them in the movies. I think they usually just puke and want like, <laughs> like celery and like sour cream or something. I don't know. <laughs> Pickles and cream cheese. Mm. But yeah, no, you get, you get visions of some dude like trying to serial kill you in a, <laughs> in a mirror, you know, <laughs> pregnant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, but yeah, that's what we're getting here. The brother in the chest. Yep. Moro being real weird. And then Tillman mm-hmm. kind of busts up the party. He does. And I love his reaction to this whole sister thing. It's great. Where the hell did you find that? Right. The, I the, love these, this these because this is sealed. a great turning point. Because this connects our opening five minutes with, with the main through line. Yep. And we go, whoa, cool. I remember saying cool when I was watching this yesterday. Yeah. Cause he, cause uh, again, Bowman does not want you to have any visual confusing confusion whatsoever. And we get a close tight shot on the date, 1942. And we yeah. go in his face. I mean, this guy's great is telling us everything we need to know, which is, yeah, he, whoa, he grabs him up. Like what the, f- how, what are you doing with these? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, then- just, just the range of the guy. Like he, he's, he's what, this is bullshit. You can't just roll in here and start busting open case. And then you see him go, whoa. Yeah. Then we, we find it all out here, which we, we kind of already saw in the beginning, but he's working a case of a woman that was killed with sister carved in her chest mm-hmm. or, or and on the wall, I think in blood. Correct. Only three people know about it. Mm. And here they're holding records of three murders from 1942 with the same thing. And then this is in turn interrupted. Oh, this is by massive. A- a cop running in saying there's been another one. I don't want to overstate this next scene in the way it's shot. And and I know, I, I understand the guy's shaft. I, I understand he's balls deep in me right now. I get <laughs> it. Boy, would he just come already? I thought but, uh, Strang was the only one playing a good beach. Hey, oh, oh, bang. This guy, this guy. But when they walk into the man, first of all, an empty pool, love it. Flashing lights, love it. Trench coats, love it. Little, a little mannish. Little is this little Michael not mannish? Man, kinda, or, absolutely, kind of blue, kind of washed out. Kind of has a little Michael Man. Almost has a little David Fincher Seven action to it. Ooh, yeah, God, that's cool. What a cool. What what just a. He's like, yeah, look what I'm going to do with one strobe outside that I bought at fucking Spencer Gifts. <laughs> the camera dumps down into the deep end of the pool. Stop. Yeah. It's fucking good. Stop. And then he rolls it up to the ceiling on the top down. God, this guy's a beast. I like it. Been right on the victim's face. Dude, stop. And the good creepy X-Files ones episodes in general, like they, you know, they creep you out with what you don't see. There's... There's X-Files episodes that gross you out with a little bit of a visual horror. You know, occasionally you get a little throat dick. Mm. You get you get a little fluke man. But the psychological <laughs> ones, the ones that a lot of people say like, oh man, I remember watching that when I was younger. Like, ugh. 
it's a shit that you're not seeing. That's the stuff that you usually remember that creeps the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, and it's moments like this, like this, <sighs> you, so good. you know what they're looking, looking at the gruesomeness without really seeing it. Like they don't show you like a gruesomely cut up body. No, no, just the girl in the pool. And because they can't, but they use that as a strength. Yep. Yeah. Turn your weakness into strength. of war. Yeah. So tell me, talk to me about, we transition to like, they're having a little heart to heart with BJ out in the park about yeah. motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> this was a little bit of a, a little bit of a jump here. It's the subplot, which is not super interesting, right? It's not. It's like, is it, do they make it a pregnancy thing? Just, well, I guess. I think, it, I think what we're trying to do in that, in fact, I'm just thinking of this right now. I think what we're trying to do is as the genetic memory start, thing starts to become a part of, a big part of this mystery, what we might be doing is setting up this sort of dreadful irony in this in this foreshadowing of possible doom for her child, which is kind of horrific when you start thinking about it. Yeah, of course. I'm. Yeah, that was kind of a, a whiff on my part, but yeah, of course I, we, that's I, why. We both whiffed on it. I just happened to get a little fucking, got a little slapdick single just now. <laughs> Nothing crazy. <laughs> oh, broken I, black. I struck broken out. that single, blooper. I struck out too early in the early <laughs> innings, but I started to see that curveball a little bit. Oh, look at that. You reached <laughs> on a fielder's choice. Congratulations. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, anyway. I do like there, there's a line from Mulder, which is um, un, unusually, I would say, uh, emotive and calming, but I think it just kind of comes from his weirdness. I've often felt that dreams are answers to questions we haven't figured out how to ask. Hmm. Right? Because she's talking about, it's crazy. I'm having these dreams and it's it's insane to think that I'm going to follow up on something from a dream and find something tangible. My father was a cop. All this shit comes out. You know what I love about that line from him? I love that it is not unreasonable. It's not. He he doesn't... Mulder sort of has this problem where he doesn't sort of gently press on the gas. He takes both feet and he mashes the fucking pedal to the floor. <laughs> yeah. And he scares the shit out of people, right? <laughs> So it's typical for him to be like, well, have you ever considered? And then he rattles off three insane things that have never been recorded in history, except for once in some bizarre book in a weird library. Yeah. Instead, he just says what most reasonable people might say to somebody who could be emotionally fragile in this moment. Yep. Which is, and it's, but it's still good. It's, it's not out of character. Correct. It's in his character. It's just unusually well delivered. Correct. He's having a good day. He's having a good day. <laughs> he must have got up early, had a couple, he went for a run, had a couple of coffees. Yeah, man. Looked around, in, been like, you know, yeah. maybe human, maybe, maybe civilization is something worth living in. Maybe I don't have to alienate myself from it completely. <laughs> the endorphins <laughs> are running. Yeah. And he's like, let me talk to this person like a person and not a fucking obstacle in my pursuit of the ultimate truth. Yeah, the juggernaut. That she will be crushed <laughs> on the wheels of my juggernaut machine to yep. find the truth. But we get another reference back here to Morrow, our beach, talking about her dream. Yes. About a woman hurt, the man's face in the mirror, the mm-hmm. rash in the face, the looking intense, and then this, this, this image of the building, the circular thing, Mulder asked her to draw it, and he 
kind of gets a, a reference oh, the whole in Google, oh, Google, Google, Fox, <laughs> Google, Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I've thought about this for a long time and it's got to be out there or, or nearly a thing where like, you know, you can internet search something. It's going to be a, a very short matter of time if it's not already real where you can like doodle something and, and hit search and it's going to bring up similar images mm-hmm. where you can be like, oh yeah, what is that fucking piece of art that looks kind of like this or like oh, yeah. what, what she does? And he, you know, he's like, oh, the, the Cylon, the Perisphere. But it, that's something I thought you about. You said like, Cylon. A, I just want to mark that, which is amazing. <laughs> so, by your command yeah you're right just wait till the phone's in your head doggy then you'll just have you'll have the only thing then you'll start cutting down on that bandwidth and you'll just never be a me cyborg josh never me i'll be i'll be out in the fucking boonies driving yep. a car with a steering wheel that runs on gas love it love gas with a, with a flip phone a yep. flip sack phone <laughs> But this uh, this is a symbol of the 1939 World Fair from New York City. Yeah, that's so, what Mother proposes, at least. That that I thought that wasn't going to matter, but it does when we get back to our lady's house. Yeah, which is cool. Really slick, and and it and it 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 sort of I'm not going to say it goes full upside down piano, but it sort of blows on the back of your neck a little because <laughs> we know that we are in the timeline of the prior of the cold cases. Well, some aren't even cold. Some have been solved. But the missing agents, 42, a few years from there. So yep. a little, yep. little, little hair stand up on the back of your neck, but not quite upside down piano yet, <laughs> yeah. which I like. Just a whisper. Yeah. Uh, what do we get next here? We get Moro um, back in the office, BJ looking at some uh, wanted photos or, or whatever, like this yep. old old binder of photos from, from 42. Yep. Flipping through, and uh, Tillman comes in. He does. You're kind of late. What are you looking at? I don't get it. That book's from the 40s. And now he wants to talk, and he's like, are you going to uh, you gonna scrap this thing, or what are we doing? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Hey, listen. This is Missouri, all right? And abortion, <laughs> abortion is a terrible thing. Unless, uh, as a man, I don't want the baby, in which case it's my decision. Let's flush that fucking thing down the goddamn toilet immediately. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my wingtips. I don't know. Yeah. but um, don't want, Hey, don't worry. If you wanted that baby, if you wanted that baby, poof, he'd be fucking burning Rover v. Wade fucking posters <laughs> outside outside some abortion clinic. You'd be like, I, uh, I'm out of toilet paper. Can you That's hand me the, the transcripts from that case? <laughs> That's the Missouri way. <laughs> but, um... I'll go... Hey, no, I'm a gentleman. I'll go with you to the appointment. I love it. <laughs> that that soft sell is so weak sauce. <laughs> He's like assume, assuming the sale. <laughs> It's fucking lightweight sales shit you, right there. What do you mean you change your mind? It, it's it's our decision. <laughs> He's about the witch closer. He's like, should we take the BMW or the Mercedes to your abortion? <laughs> Which restaurant would you like to go to after the abortion? Would you like to go to Harry's Wings Listen, or Jimmy's a- Clam Shack? As a man, I can tell you a couple things, all right? If you're going to have an abortion, it's our mutual decision. If you're going to have the baby, hey, that's your fucking baby. And don't try to hit me up for money, all right? I'll tell you that right th- right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So, um, she changed her mind and, and then this sort of gets interrupted, thankfully, because I was starting to get uncomfortable <laughs> when BJ says, it's him, Brian, I have to go. And she, she bolts and Tillman's like, what? I can't keep up with this lady. Yeah. He's rattled by a couple of things. One You're is right. his mistress is going to One have- is the evaporation of his paycheck. <laughs> In nine months. <laughs> his his paycheck, marriage, family, life, career, mm-hmm, everything yeah. else. Uh, and two is uh, she's onto something here. Uh, yeah. And by the way, for a, you know, for a, for, you know. Go on. I don't know. What, what, town, what town is she in? Uh, Aubrey, Missouri. For, for Missouri? By the way, Aubrey. St. Louis is in Missouri. Ugh. Yeah. It's a trash state with a trash hockey team. Everything about it is <sighs> trash. Um, I mean, a Missouri... A Missouri, probably seven, maybe uh, maybe seven seven five. Yeah, in Missouri, right? a country Missouri seven. St. Louis, mm, yeah, yeah. Hey, can we stop and be gentlemen? A rural seven, <laughs> rural seven. Let's congratulate the St. Louis Blues no. on their I, I don't want you first Stanley Cup final <sighs> hockey game win. Hey, congratulations, you fucking clowns! After fifty-two years, you won one game. You're one in thirteen. And they're all blowing each other in the locker room losers. to celebrate. By the way, um, you can't say it again. It's like Beetlejuice, dude. Don't. You can't say the name of the team three times on one pod. Oh, did I? No. I'm saying I hope not. Oh, okay. You didn't. Maybe collectively we did. <laughs> yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is we have to be careful. Otherwise, we, we put a hex upon us. This episode could haunt us forever. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's just not in the feed one day. <laughs> Deleted. It's in a burning pile. Yeah, never covered Aubrey. Nope. Yeah, crazy. What's that a about? R- a rural setting. It takes place there in Missouri. Go. Where's that? Is that a is that a country? <laughs> <laughs> it's like total fucking Westworld denial shit. <laughs> oh fuck. All right. <clears throat> Let's get back to uh, the place. So um we we get on to Harry Coakley here. Yes, please. Directly. Um yep. because this is who uh, BJ identified mm-hmm. and Mulder and Scully are driving the car. They're talking about Mr. Coakley here. Still alive. Lived Gainesville, Nebraska, since his relief, uh, release in 1993 for rape and attempted murder. Uh, oh, oh, he carved murder. sister on a woman's chest. Wow, he didn't escaped. go. I didn't I thought I went to the can for murder. So, yeah, they got to pin the murders on him at the end. After rape he dies. and attempted murder, right. What he yeah. went to the can for was a failed attempt in 46, I believe. Hmm. Um, like Mulder says, sparky. obviously this is a prime suspect. Here we go. Clearly. This is the one. Scully's like, um, the 77 year old, uh, man. Yep. Well, they could, gotta go see him. He could be a spry 77. Yeah. And then Scully, uh, brings up c- cryptonesia. Yeah. What is that about? Consciously, Consciously forgetting information. Right. This, this is her basically trying to reason about BJ's involvement here. Like, none of this, if it's Coakley, none of this, if he actually did this, what the fuck is BJ's involvement? And mm-hmm. that's what Scully brings up. And, all right, her dad was a cop. Maybe it was something that he brought up about a case and she repressed it for some reason. And Mulder's like, well, how the fuck does that relate to her being out in the middle of a field digging up a grave? Uh, could be a hunch. I'll, I'll tell you what the internet tells me about cryptonesia. It's pretty fascinating. Really quick. Occurs when a forgotten memory returns without it being recognized as such by the subject who believes it is something new. That's awesome. Isn't that a mindfuck? Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Huh. Wild. So it's not too particularly conscious, but whatever. Yeah. Kind of wild. Um, 
<clears throat> I love this house they go oh, to. Oh, man. Missouri By the way, as shit. is Bowman having a blast when he runs that camera up to the house? Like a horror yeah. movie? Come on. It, it made me wonder if he directed home. Spoiler alert, he did not. He did not. Yeah, man. But, but I was like, man, this kind of looks like home, doesn't it? It does, man. That run up to the house and he gets the angle. Like it points and it's like stabbing into the camera. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yep. And this if boy you, just. If you speed that camera approach up, it, it, it could be an evil dead shot. It's like that. Right. It, it's a, it, it could be like that, like kind of, you know, offbeat horror, but it's not. It's just kind of a slow, like approach up. But if you speed that up, you know, that evil dead, like quick, like. Yeah. Like dude. Supernatural shot. Yeah, dude. And that's kind of what that house looks like that beaten. And then. This man. guy in the inside Out of the, the house, shadows, man. dude. <laughs> it's creep. all dark. He's gross. He's all rashy. He's got the Oof. oxygen tank. He's fucking gross. You can practically smell the fucking cigarette butts. Like Oof. just, just walls yellowed with nicotine and mm. old furniture, and everything's musty and mildewy. And he's watching this old TV and this. This house, this man, everything is just fucking disgusting. And, and it, unsettling. And unsettling. And it does it in just like 30 seconds introduction to this. And without anything over the top, you're like, this place and this guy is fucking. Because nasty. you don't know if he's got a, you know what I mean, dude. You don't know if he's got a creepy grandson in there that's running around like fucking, you know. Sure. Hey, you yeah. guys. Right. One of them guys running out, <laughs> clubbing you in the head with his forearm. Yep. Ugh, get me out of this place. Yeah, but hey, you know what, man? He did his time. Yeah, so doesn't mean I gotta like him, and clearly they do not. I love it. <laughs> this bitch gets no quarter. Slow. Scully here is cold as ice. I love her. Fuck straight this up, guy. Straight up foreigner. She is uh, wearing the belt of foreigner on this guy. <laughs> yeah. And we're with the federal drops, investigation, man. We come in. Mm. They're questioning me sitting there sucking out his butts on his oxygen tank. Coakley's almost like Chokley. I like it. Yeah. And Scully asks him, you know, he talks about, yeah, they gave me pills. That was back then. I'm better now. I did my time. Mm. Scully asks what kind. Red and white little ones. Or red and white ones, little sister. You vile bastard. He's so evil. Yeah. And it's no... Right. The, the great thing is, like, there is never any doubt that this is an evil sack of shit. Correct. And when he says the word sister. He's just trying to push. He's trying to push. Love it. It's gross. Um, Are you blind? When they, they kind of push him on his whereabouts, right? Yep. He can't even leave the goddamn house without this thing. Yep. And they, uh, they kind of back off. and He's got a creepy smile when they leave. They have a little turn of the turn of the corner of the mouth there, or am I reading into this? Yeah, it's like a smirk, like like go fuck yourself. Yeah, coppers. <laughs> Which you know you could like initially when you're watching it, you're like, oh, is he really involved in this? But sure, you know, you think maybe part of it's just like you, you got nothing on me. You're not going to pin those old cases on me. That's probably mm. what he's thinking. Absolutely so vile. Which is funny because um, he did him the bastard. He's got off light. Yeah. And then kind of unexpectedly, we go back to Beach and uh, this scene of her in bed and the, the wind blasting away, <sighs> shutters rattling. 
And then her waking up and like going for the gun. I thought the Lost then, Boys were coming for a minute. Dude, the blood. Yeah. It's it's this, intense. This is like this is a, this waking is a up scene. with a horse next to you, right? Yep. <laughs> the horse head in your bed. It's like that that kind of <laughs> moment where you go, whoa, man. She got a pistol in her hands. Obviously, she's law enforcement. But you know when she when she touches her chest and sees all the blood, you know what's coming. But you they make you coming. wait for it. Yeah. Yep. Until yeah. she gets in the bathroom, sees the reflection, and we see sister carved in there. Oof. Bad news bears for yeah. Beach. And, and then instead of cutting here, we we go right on to a, a little, a quick mix of the old, old-timey vision cam yep. mixed with modern day of this man dragging a body across the floorboards, popping up floorboards and burying and, and BJ digging and pulling. Yep. And then it's like Mulder and Scully and, and Tillman are on scene in some like random person's house is what we're yes. led to believe, right? Yes, yes. Like basically, Mora woke up like this and then just fucking went to somebody's house, barged in, <laughs> maybe showed her badge, went to their basement and started ripping up floorboards and digging up a body. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> good evening. Yep, yep, pretty awesome, man. And she's hysterical. She's BJ is full on like losing it at this point. Right. Yep. And we learn that this. It's it. You know what's cool, man? Like I again, maybe a, a. I don't know if I would say a credit to the show because I've seen this episode multiple times, and I still didn't like fully remember watching it. Like she's gonna be the bad guy here, right? And I don't know. Like, is that is that a compliment or is it not? Because if it, it is really because really, you feel like she's the victim the whole time. I think that's what I want to give credit for. It's right. not like you feel bad for her. There's there's you. She should we. I'm, I'm assuming they want us to feel bad for her, right? Because we're like, man, this poor lady. Yeah, she's in this terrible situation. She's going through all this stuff, and it really pulls you into that. So it's, I'm not like, you could say like, oh, man, this fucking episode, I didn't even remember. I didn't even remember, like, you know, seen a bunch of times. I didn't remember she was the bad guy. But I want to give credit to the fact that, like, it pulls you right back in and kind of experiences it through the what she's going through and, and what, Mulder and Scully are with her stumbling upon right? Um, and not realizing uh, and not remembering exactly where it's going to end up. Yeah, man. Yeah, not good. Not wh- good. Who, who we got in that basement? Agent <sighs> Ledbetter? Poor Ledbetter. Yellow Ledbetter. Poor bastard. And By the way, dude, this guy Coakley? Yeah. Dropped a pair of FBI agents. Guy isn't playing. Yeah. Guy is the real deal, man. He's a monster tip of the cap you know it's not just four innocent women we're talking about you took down a couple couple combatants that's right maybe i read you wrong longer <laughs> i was just fooling i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah that's it he's got him uh so i believe it's just that that they garner from this scene right that's it they you know they get they get uh bj out of there Get her back, and she she's like, it was Coakley. I saw right. him in my room, and immediately they're gonna arrest Tillman, him. right? And Tillman, yep. I like, goes hard at him Oof. because regardless of what's, however fucked up his personal situation is, on two parts, he's a cop, he's a lieutenant, and this is somebody he deeply cares about, mm-hmm. regardless of how fucked up the that situation is. And there's there's a lot of personal issues mixed in with his interrogation of Coakley. This is not just a normal 
questioning of a sub- subject that we're, that we're seeing here. Sure. I can uh, hardly get to the bathroom, you damn fool. Yeah. I, be, I believe he says. Wants well, a lawyer. Yeah, smart man. Don't want and, no, he doesn't want no more trumped up charges. And ultimately, you got to kind of be like, oh, man, like, what are they going to go off? Uh, this lady who seems like she's kind of going crazy and remembering a younger version of Coakley. Like, it's eh. funny you should say that, Josh, because in the next scene, we're going to get some evidence. Oh, Whoa. now it's a bit of a false positive, as we're going to learn, but it's a blood match, Scully says. She bursts in with this information and brings it to Mulder. I had the preliminary results, Mulder, from the genetic testing from the blood found under Verna Johnson's nails. They checked it against Coakley's, um, and it matches. Now, she gives us some techno babble. That is the, the pool victim, by the Co- way, to be clear. Correct. Yep. Thank you. Um, so PGM subtype matches the DQF and the D1S are the same. I believe she's saying it that way because that leaves room for reasonable doubt that other perhaps parts of the blood test, I don't know what you'd say there, I'm stupid, probably don't match. Because why don't you say exact match? I think we're, yeah. It it leaves it up that a... Correct. Reasonable doubt is injected into the commentary, which I love. Yep. And then they say, well, imagine the strength of this man's psychosis driving him to kill after 50 years. I like this. This, again, last week it was like, wait a minute, you're telling me this guy, like, raped this girl, right? In the last episode, like these old people doing this shit. But um, why why let BJ live, Mulder wonders. It's a fair question, but Scully's answer makes sense. She's like, well, this is in 1945. Are, are we, we, we have to think perhaps she got away. Yeah. I mean, this is still a 77-year-old man and a armed, you know, law enforcement officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's... Uh, oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Now we're talking... Or are you talking about Mrs. Thibodeau? Because that gets Mrs. brought up Thibodeau. too. Yeah, Mrs. Thibodeau. Right, who was the survivor of Coakley. We should and talk that to was her. Not, right, they should talk to her. Mm-hmm. That was not intentionally left alive. No. She, yep. she escaped from him. Right, that's important because clearly his MO is to kill. Right, it wasn't, he did not let her go. Right, right. That's, that's, why, that's why it kind of matters that we know he kills these agents in the end. Well, wait a minute, what's special about this lady? But we got to go see Miss Thibodeau, the sweet old lady. Yeah, and she is a sweet old lady. And that makes this this whole thing, is, and, and where it leads to, this is pretty fucked. Pretty fucked. Even for X-Files, this is pretty fucked. Pretty fucked for X-Files. Um, I really like this scene. Yeah, because she is a sweet old lady. Yep. And it's, they push it to a really unsweet, unsavory place. Um, I think it is very... I, go ahead, sorry, continue. And I think this actress... Really does a good job when She's they great. get to that point. Which is the dialogue to me is so realistic. Yeah. Which is the, I remember how the light bounced off the razor, right? That That's that's a weird detail from very specific memories that get anchored in your head. You know, it's not, sometimes it's a weird, it, you know, she's not even saying like when he was cutting me, right? It's not, there, there's a, there's like a trauma there, but, but it's that sort of detail that is burned into her mind. And I just think that is so fascinating and yet so realistic. And the, the, the fact of like, yeah, on the surface at first, she's kind of the sweet old lady, but not, you know, not like cartoonishly sweet old lady. No, no, she's a real she's, person. She's when haunted. She starts talk, yeah. When she starts talking about this and the landing, it's right there. 
she's lived in the house this this happened in and that is like extra like you think about that as she's talking about it and how you have to realize that not a day of her life could have gone by she walks up down those stairs every day how do you how do you do that how do you not live through that every time you walk up and down those stairs dude that's fucking crazy to me mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah dude. But, and she stayed and that's that's a tough bird and man you can say you could knock Mulder. I do it many times for not being empathetic. And in a way he's pretty brutal and forward here, but I think he also kind of, he pushes where he has to push about the kid, but it's fucking rough. Yeah. When he starts asking her about checking back into the hospital nine months later, you (laughs) you were fine. You were let out. You were readmitted nine months later and she's, kind of visibly shaken and Mulder just asked her like what happened to the child coke cokeley's child Ugh. yeah man yeah that's it's a little dark there's uh you know there's this great it's david ma'am it's glenn gary glenn ross and, and i'm gonna kind of sort of upturn this into something kind of funny but also fascinating about this whole razor blade piece, like this glint of the razor, and that's the memory she's really recalling. You know, there's this great moment, you know, Al Pacino, he plays this guy Roma in Glengarry Glenn Ross, and he's he's talking about memories, and he's talking about like having slept with girls and stuff, and he says this crazy thing. He's like, you know, the line, something along the lines of, for me, I guess what I'm saying is it's not the orgasm. It's the way some broad's forearm kind of falls across your neck or something weird their eyes did. You know, like that, that's a very realistically written thing. And that scene in Glengarry Glen Ross stuck with me my whole life after hearing it because it is, it's like weird, not the, not the, in other words, what he's saying, what Rome is saying in that and how David Mamet writes this is it's not the penultimate moment. It's not the, the climax. I'm not trying to be cute with a pun moment. It's this weird other thing that sort of like lingers in your head. And you could almost say that in this, it's not like, She's not recalling like, it doesn't get stupid where she's like, and then when the blade went into my flesh, it's the glint of the razor as she's backing up the stairs, right? That frozen in time memory of of that detail, but not the actual major moment of the event. And I just think that that's so fucking fascinating and just so well-written. And because because I love that movie, Glengarry Glen Ross, and that scene always stuck in my head, is soon as I saw this moment and she said that, I fucking wrote it down. I was like, Glengarry Glen Ross, don't forget that. Oh, man. you know? And it's just like, ah, that's good, man. That's, that's really, that's really solid writing as far as I'm concerned for X-Files for anything. Um, but I'm proud of X-Files for sort of the, I know it's, I know I'm really, maybe I'm overstating it, but it always stuck out to me. I thought it was just really well delivered by this, by this sweet old lady in, 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 it was haunting that she was remembering that and not the actual physical attack. That's just a fucking great dig, man. God, I love it, man. I just, uh, it blows my mind. I remember that line. I love that movie a lot. So fucking good. And that's a great movie. And it, as you were talking, I was like, man, you're right. And I, um, mm-hmm. the whole, the talking whole, most, the whole thing, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Cause it's really good. I don't know. For me, I'm saying what it is. I'm, I'm not doing Al Pacino. It's probably not the orgasm. Some broads forum on your neck, something her eyes did. There was a sound she made or me lying in the, I'll tell you me lying in the bed. The next day she brought me cafe. Ule. She gives me a cigarette. My balls feel like concrete. What am I saying? I don't know. What is our life? 
Like that's, he's, it's a really, it's a really exaggerated and overlong sales pitch to where he's sort of trying to like get this guy who plays the high sparrow, by the way, crazy, um, into his, he's, but he's being real. And that's what I love about it. Like the, the weird, like odd details he's remembering. I just think that's so cool. Yeah. So that cool. was also before Pacino went to a nine every time. <sighs> line. I know he has real <laughs> explosive moments in that, but like you said, he can, he's really like, it's simmering. Yeah. When he simmers, he's so out good. There all you, the time. You're just like, Oh, he's really and mad. We, <laughs> and we've been, we've been sucking off Bowman the whole time, but yeah, let's talk about the writing. I, I looked at, and Carter, um, right? Our guy? No, Sarah Cooper. She only directed two, or only writ two episodes. This one and um, later in the the season. Um, oh, the Calusari. Sweet. Yeah, does some producing, I guess, of TV. Big nineteen writing credits as well. Yeah, but TV not a, mostly. Not a ton, though. No, not a ton. No. Um, but yeah, well said, man. Very cool. Yeah, I just um, the whole scene is great, but that dude. that moment in particular is definitely the high point, and and that's a great great reference um and then the the baby thing on top of it is it's Oof. intense man so that was a talking, kick in the dick man that was brutal but fun. but it's like he has to but like you yeah. said he he you know he's having a good day he went for a run right <laughs> he's, he's uh yeah he's having to deal with he's, human day he's 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 like you know what leave programming at home he, <laughs> it's a really rough thing to say but he doesn't do it in a heartless manner He's there. You go. He's That's an easy really, way to say it. Yeah. He's almost reluctantly asking it. Yeah. But he has to ask it because he fucking knows, mm-hmm. and he knows this is going to lead somewhere, or he has one of his hunches that it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, she, she doesn't. Miss Thibodeau here. She doesn't hold back. Like mm. one, once, once he pushes her on it, she, she like kind of buckles to it pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm sure it's cathartic for her. Yeah, she talks about like basically like I guess more or less you get the impression she's she's been married the whole time and Mm -hmm. the husband kind of tried to support and even support the baby, but she couldn't have it in the house. This spawn of evil gave it up and she immediately digs behind this frame and uh, she has Mm. the address of some adoption agency. And uh, And that's where, did you already bring up the... uh I already forget the name of it. The the thing in New York there. The um oh no no in the Trilon and, um, and Perisphere or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Cylon. You, do, you, you see it there. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yeah, you see it there on the wall on the staircase going up. Right on. Um but yeah, so Mulder and Scully are talking after this. The, Great the remains scene. yeah, the remains they found obviously match Agent Ledbetter. Um Coakley had rented that house back in forty two. All right, bam. That enough yep. is that's enough to grab them for, yep. for murder right there. Yep. And they get into this discussion here. <clears throat> Mulder stuff. is making a making a leap, pr- proposing a theory, I guess, that it could be Coakley's grandson. Genetic mm-hmm. traits uh, skip a generation. Sometimes could explain yep. the blood match. And he talks about genetic memory and this this story about the sunflower seeds and mm-hmm. you know and Scully's kind of reaction to this and um, th- there's a, a phone call, I think at the same time. Yes. Um, and that's what kind of interrupts this and that gives the additional information. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about the gen- genetic memory thing? I like it because this is something that's kind of been talked about again recently. And I thought it was just kind of an interesting discussion. Yeah, me too. I like, I just like that 
there, there's a lot of science to support some of this um, with mice, like scaring mice or making them averse to a certain scent. And then the offspring of the offspring or the offspring and the offspring of the offspring have uh, a negative reaction to that stimuli having never experienced it before. Yeah. They've done shit. They've done shit with um, infants too, that they know have never seen in, in reality nor in fiction um, a snake. Yes. And they have this automatic repulsion to the image or the presentation of a snake-like creature. Yeah, epigenetics, right? I think is what this gets into. The Maybe our doctor friend can help us out, but this gets into like your Oh, gene. we got a new doctor friend. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The alteration. Dr. Dan's been kind of fucking flaking recently. Yeah, yeah. what is she doing? Saving lives? The fuck? We got, we got a new doc. <laughs> but um, alteration of the gene itself right? And, and like you said, monsters in the dark, there's sort of a, we respond to these things. Yeah. That reptile brain shit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a simple yeah. way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I also think about that and, and here's my bullshit. Cause the fuck do I know? But I think about that in terms of scent. Scent is a really good one because it's awfully confusing. We shit probably smells terrible because perhaps once upon a time we're like, Oh, what is this? And then we got sick and died and slowly but surely we're like, oh, stay away from that. You know, I wonder about that. Like the scent of something you would think is a warning to your body to stay away from it. Like when food rots, it stinks. There's a reason for that. Yeah. No, my- or wh- why do we crave sugar? Because sure. pretty much everything that creates sugar in nature is, is you can eat it. Right. And for a lot of times, like if you can eat something, good, great, you need calories, <laughs> yes. eat it. Yeah. But now that we're fucking fat, disgusting pigs. We don't move, right. And you can just cram sugar into things. And now like our brains are still wired to be like, oh, sugar, good, edible, need calories, need energy. Mm-hmm. But now it's fucking packed processed sugar. And right. we're still like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not, you're, you don't have a fucking spear and like a, a raspberry bush. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a little you're different. You fighting f- off a fucking jaguar to, no to shit, pluck right? enough berries to fucking survive for the next 12 hours. You know I'm what? Gonna, we're so well informed, dude. We really know this shit. We should do a medical podcast. Shouldn't like we? Biology. Yeah. You don't have to fact check any of this. We no. have this down. I know something about glycogen, right? You fucking out there <laughs> running around killing bulls, <laughs> right? Sure. I'm just saying. If you fucking fend off a pack of wolves with your spears, you fucking earned a goddamn jujube. Dude, my favorite shit is those fucking idiots who are like, I do a paleo diet. Like, you know, like back then, like that's what fucking like, you know, you just eat like this stuff that was like, you know, you mean eat meat and nuts and berries. And like, you know, that's what you need. Like, oh yeah. Did you fucking track that deer across the highlands? For that's two what they days? forget. That's what they yeah. forget. No, no, you didn't. Tell me, did you engage in persistence hunting for three weeks on a buffalo? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they were real slim down there. They also lived to about 32 years old. (laughs) Yeah. You take a saber tooth fucking claw in the face. It's kind of a short life. Anyway, let's, let's ratchet back like three tangents and, uh, (laughs) good luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's my advice. Ready? Real quick. Go stay out of the aisles at the grocery store. You'll be fine. Yeah, the the first two, last two. Yeah, stick to the perimeter. <laughs> first two hit the back, last two get the fuck out. Oh shit! 
Uh, actually, my buddy D, uh, Marine buddy of mine, he had the, the best fitness advice I've ever fucking heard. We were we were somewhere and like oh, these fucking CrossFit jocks were like trying to like you know talk to us about like what what Marines do for workouts and whatever. And my buddy D just is like they're going on and on and he's like it's pretty simple, man. Don't eat like a fucking asshole and break a sweat every day. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. That's it. That's the best <laughs> fitness advice I've ever fucking heard. Yep, it's very true. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so genetic memory and Scully gets a call and they find out that Coakley's son was a cop named, named Ray Mor- Ray Morrow. Fucking Ray. And they Mulder immediately makes the assumption Morrow is um. Uh, uh, B.J. Morrow here is that Morrow's daughter, therefore Coakley's granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Genetic skipping a generation you already mentioned. Boom. B.J. is the murderer. Case solved. Bang. He's trying to what? finish what Coakley started, and Mulder is immediately worried about Mrs. Thibodeau. Good call. Good call because you're Mulder. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they were like, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're like 36 pages into the teleplay. <laughs> we, Dude, we got seven <laughs> minutes to wrap this fucking thing up. <laughs> you got seven pages, asshole. So You know what? We can <laughs> we can pull a Mulder. The writers have to look at each other in the room and be like, yeah. I think I think we got to pull a Mulder right here. We don't have a lot of time. Let's throw something out there and let, fuck, let Fox do what Fox does. Yeah. Um, and now this yeah. poor lady has to fend off another. Great. Because she can't have peace. <laughs> That's just let's, terrific. Let's torture Mrs. Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty, this is shot like a horror movie, kind of. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, we don't see the assailant until. Yeah, you see you see the assailant grab a weapon. You don't. <sighs> Bleach in the face. He's got a 38. I love it. Yeah. You know that's her husband's. Come I want, on. I wanted her to rip that gun just right into her. Me too. I was thinking I like, she was going to waste her. I like that she gets the bleach. She gets kind of fends her off and gets the gun, but she just can't. She's I'll just tell not, you, not a killer. Yeah, I, I tell you that bleach in the face. That was a. I would say if you're on a recovery roll on a D twenty, it's a twenty. <laughs> That's for like. I would have said, listen, I'll <laughs> let you attack the old lady with no penalties after bleaching the eyeballs if you throw a natural twenty. Bling, natural 20. I was like, all right, I guess the fucking bleach doesn't do anything to your eyeballs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, and but I I mean, I guess I like... Well, whatever, she's a psycho. They, they want to do it to get that, that facial rash thing going on, which... <laughs> yeah. You don't really... Like, the whole rash thing has been a part of it the whole time, and I, I, I like how it visually comes back here. It doesn't, like, really reasonably come back around. Yeah, like it's fine. But whatever. It, the, the look of... BJ when she's all fucked up with the bleach in the face. In and the she's voice. good here. Yeah, I'll give it to her here. Good. She's real good here. Creepy voice. Uh, there was a comment in the chat. As well. um, uh, old friend uh, Molly Mitchell Party said, uh, hee hee hee, I adore BJ uh, Mulder's BJ comment in this one, but also that chick is a horrible actress. Just <laughs> awful. Who said that? Molly. Uh, Molly Mitchell Partee. Um I agree, Molly. Why am I not getting updates on chats? Uh, no, no, not chat. I'm sorry. This was a Facebook comment. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. BP um, is the last thing I see in the chat. I, I agree. Initially, I was not impressed, but I really like her here towards the end. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, and it's sort of a unravel the rope kind of slowly. I mean, it's. Yeah. Man, but dude, it's, this, this goes on for a bit, man. This, yeah. 
This is not quick. Like, this is she like gets her up on, on the stairs, back on the fucking landing again. I know. To Mrs. Thibodeau? God, Chris Carter, you're a monster, dude. Fuck, let Thibodeau off the hook. <laughs> Hasn't she been through enough? She fucking had a rape baby. Oh, yeah. That's trying to kill her, basically. Well, not that direct one, but you know what she, I'm saying. She had a good whole, good old, you know, christened in Alabama, new laws, rape baby. And that doesn't even let her off the hook. She's backed up against the, and the, the blade. We get the flash in the air. We see the whatever World Fair thing on the wall. Mm, it's all coming together, baby. And and Mrs. Thibodeau tries to reason with her hit with her here because she yeah. I guess she she makes the connection because I think I think BJ says something about you're gonna pay somebody's got to pay little sister mm. and she says you know you're not him you don't have to do this um, God bless her yeah and it's something I think is it when she reaches down and kind of tears at Miss Thibodeau and sees the matching sister the sister scar. scar. Yeah, I it, think that's what kind of rattles her out of it, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Keeps her from murdering her. Yeah. Which is fascinating. Um, there's something interesting about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly what they're saying here, but there's obviously some, some kind of conflict, right? I, I think and, it's that he's done this to both of us may have reached her. I, there's something about that line that I thought was well-placed by Thibodeau. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it works. Yeah. Um, and she... Uh, as Mulder and Scully get on scene here, Mrs. Thibodeau is, you know, she's okay. And BJ has left of her own accord. Yep. She's bounced. Flood the scene. And they, Scully and Mulder disagree. Scully thinks that she's going to go after Tillman, right? The the one who's um, put this baby in her. Mm-hmm. And Mulder thinks she's going after Coakley, the one who started this. Whole mm. thing. Yes. Um, so Scully goes to Tillman. Who's fine. And he's <laughs> fine. He's just, uh. Just a little fucking butthurt about about uh, BJ being accused of this crime. Can we be honest about something though? Kind of dodged a bullet, Tillman. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those where you're like, ah, it's fucking terrible, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> kind of lucky. <laughs> no, no, of course it's not. You think you believe her claim that's, that's my child? Oh, l- l- listen to her. She's crazy. No, she's crazy. She's crazy, <laughs> lady. But uh, well, he does try to adopt it, though. Mm, it's true. Mm. Yeah, he's your um, thing. Yeah, and uh, Coakley's at his house watching his old black and whites. Yeah, I like. Um, I, I like this though. He goes through his oxygen. The lines have been cut, dude. That's some good. Like, fuck this guy, man. I like yeah, that. Me too. Shadows him. moving. This old house now. This this creepy old awful house now becomes creepy and awful to him. Ah, look at you, huh, dude? I like that. That's a I really like, good flip. Like he's looking around this fucking lair he lives in, and suddenly, Watching like fucking Cary Grant over there too. Yeah, I think that yeah. was Cary Grant. Looked like him, um, Hildy or some shit. I don't know what the name of that movie is. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, fucking line cut. Yeah, Mulder takes a little while getting in there. By the time he does. Um, BJ has already kind of gotten into him, given her fucking deranged lines, taking her, mm-hmm. taking that old straight edge to, uh, that razor is, is to, pointed to straight granddad. and those, and those jeans are tight and high. By She's the way. Right. Yeah. That's her grandfather. Yeah. That's her grandfather. Yeah. There's a generation in between those two people. Yeah. Where's he at? Mm, at how many years are between those two people? Boy, what is she? 40? Uh, he's 77. 
Yeah. Oof. Uh, Mike Leeson in the in sixty uh, Facebook <laughs> says the thing that sticks most in my mind with this episode is that Mask. she's supposed to be twenty nine. Stop. BJ Morrow is supposed what to be. What the fuck? No, she's not. <laughs> he says, yeah, 29 and meth years, maybe. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, man. She's been on that Heisenberg. I mean, think about it. I mean, God. So, 77. I mean, she looks like, what, mid-40s? Gotta be. So, that's 30 years between her and her grandfather. That's not working. I mean, in Missouri, it could that's work. true. But it's a stretch. It is a stretch. I mean, her dad's like a respectable cop. Right. So you would think. Mm. She's BP in the chat, saving us here. She's 44 in real life at time of production. So that's 33 years between. And and, all right, fair enough for her. She looks 44. She does. Yeah, not older or younger. Looks her age. That's fine. That's what humans should do. But that's 33 years between her and granddad. (laughs) That's not not really adding up, is it? No, it's not. It's all right. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. That's eh, fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, but why, did, gets, why didn't they just make it a daughter? Uh, I guess I don't know. Yeah, that would well because it's got to skip yeah. a generation. It doesn't though. That's not always the case. Well, right? well something about the like her stories of the uh, the stories yeah. of her father as the cop. It does make it more interesting. Kind of if, like, if, if we want to put it in the forties, we gotta gotta make it work. Yeah, he has to either has to be older or she has to be younger. But whatever, it's fine. His fucking ass bleeds out on the floor. Um, and she's, uh, Mulder's on scene. We're getting, BJ gets a POV of, she's seeing Mulder, but she's also seeing, uh, I don't know if it's Casey or Ledbetter, like one of the old FBI agents and she's getting on Mulder. She's got the, the knife Dude, Mulder, what are you doing? Oh, he's being a terrible, terrible, terrible FBI agent is what he's doing. He is. He's so bad. Oh, by the way, dude, I have one more tangent in this episode. By all Uh, means. I, I spent the episode, uh, the episode, the weekend with some buddies, some old Marine buddies up for a little weekend getaway Memorial Day thing. Any, anyway. Did you guys make are, love to each other? Oh, sweet love. Sweet. Oh, oh, oh man, sweet love. They're <laughs> FBI agents now. And uh, we went out to the range a couple times. Uh, I'm not a bad shot. <clears throat> I shot with these guys and like, you know, we did some, did some shit. Th- they're fucking ridiculous. Nice. Sh- FBI at, agents at target shooting? are ridiculous yeah. at like, Target shooting at like awareness. It's just, like it was dumb. Just shooting with them. Like, granted, these guys shoot more than like an average FBI yeah, agent. Yeah, because, I'm sure they're enthusiasts. Well, and one of them runs a, a SWAT unit. One of them is an HRT. But nice. They like they shoot and do things where I'm shooting. I'm like, all right, all right that looks okay. They're like none of their bullets are like outside of the tiny circle. No matter what they do, and I'm like, <laughs> it's like it's unfair. It's like you're playing a video game with somebody who's cheating. Right. But even with that. I think I, I was literally on the range with them, and I'm thinking about, like, Fox Mulder, and I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> come on, guy. How many times does do people get the drop on you? Dude, and make no mistake about it, Josh. Not just the drop, but a full charge. I mean, she... <laughs> She's an amount. She's an amount with a fucking switchblade dude, on Dude, she fucking mounts. She charges across the fucking ring, bangs him in the face with a, a hydrant i guess uh, uh, yeah extinguisher yeah <laughs> i thought it was the oxygen tank which i like that's awesome i wish it oh, was could have been oh no it could have been oh nice and then i'm like you, you i think it was dude 
Yeah, yeah. I just backed it up. Yeah. And now I'm like, but wait, 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 wait. Mulder, what? You're fired. You got to go to training. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Whatever, man. Hey, I mean, it's fine. you can either spend your time on the range and in like close combat, or you can spend it like looking at uh, X-Files from, you know, and reading <laughs> psychological profiles from the 40s. And you know where Mulder's priorities are. Right. You and sure this do. is where her vision's flipping back oh yeah 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 it's this um i mean what a what a bad what a bad few days for bj old beach (laughs) not the best not the best run all right three days a you're pregnant b um (laughs) you're you're having crazy visions you're digging up bodies you're being assaulted in your sleep you're having uh things carved in your chest you're being assaulted by uh a, a specter from the 40s Oh, you're actually killing people. Oh, mm. you're you're demon spawn. You're demon spawn. That's a three day turnaround. That's rough. Yeah, that's a it's a rough run. It's a tough turn. And basically, you know what it, I was thinking. It, it but, but it all breaks down when Coakley like dies. There's something about like, and I'm sorry, I'm you were going somewhere. No, no, continue because mine's more of an afterthought. Oh, it was just this this idea that so if it's genetic memory and it's something that. Yeah, it gets a little beyond genetic memory. Right, right. It's an X-File, right? Yeah, it's an X-File, of course. But, like, there's a change when he dies. So it's, and, you know, maybe that doesn't take away from it. There's something about, you know, there was something that was imbued in her and then came out. But she's obviously going back to try to kill him for a reason. And there's maybe something about him finally dying that kind of makes her give up on this whole thing yeah i can dig it and i like that she's not fine after i do like that yeah yeah for sure if she was just like walking around fine and being like boy crazy few days huh guys <laughs> <laughs> like if that was a wrap-up and scully's like um uh detective hormones sorry detective morrow was released <laughs> from the hospital and she and tillman remarried and happily bore their child <laughs> like mm, i don't know that little like, fucker's coming out with horns yeah, they go for a uh, suicide watch and a self-abortion attempt. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's the good news. You're 44, so you're kind of rolling the dice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Might not work out for you. But no, in all seriousness, it's. Um, I guess it's just some sort of really severe type of mutation, a, a real, that's a, you know, it's an X-file. That's, that's why I don't mind the science being slipshod. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Makes sense to me as, as just like they theorize this is what it is, but then it's like, oh, but, but there could be more about this. And that's the X-Files part of the show. I do have a question though. So Thibodeau was raped and survived. I'm going to guess a Ledbetter and uh, the other guy, what was his name? Cheney? Sam Cheney. Yeah. I'm guessing they weren't raped. Um, no. But you would almost. have anything. Oh no, I'm sorry. They did have some char- carved in their chest. Go ahead. They did. But then I was thinking, what about the girl in the pool? That would have been a cool, like, little evidence to be like, huh. Oh, she she wasn't raped. She wasn't, because it was the girl. Yeah. I'm guessing. She didn't do anything weird. Except kill her. (laughs) That's pretty weird. But, um... (laughs) But, you know what I mean? It's just... Pretty uh, normal person-to-person interaction. (laughs) Except for the murder. (laughs) I mean, the murder I can get. Like, get that. But, Yeah. Yeah, I just thought of that just now. That would have been an interesting little... Hmm. 
If they were like, oh, it's not going to fall in the ammo, and Mulder did his thing. Yeah, I mean, so I guess Morrow killed at least three people, right? Because there's the initial murder, like that kicks off the whole That we don't see. Right. There's the pool, pool, and then Coakley. And then an attempt. Uh, No. uh, Dead as fuck. Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon against a federal agent. Uh, and, And Thibodeau. Three oh. murders, two assaults. <laughs> yeah, you're go- you're going up. <laughs> Hope you like fucking Leavenworth. She's <laughs> baby crazy. <laughs> She's baby crazy. <laughs> Hormones are just the wildest thing, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, <sighs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, to uh, a perfect segue from the end of this episode into listener comments is just Danny Falch. Uh, why does it feel like these episodes are in response to a negative review in People Magazine, you want dark? I'll give you dark. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, some other good ones. The um, Diane Walker Renaud. My favorite yeah. section in the discussion between Mulder and Scully, she says, just before BJ comes in, Scully has just told Mulder that BJ and the copper have any affair. How would you know, Mulder scoffs? A woman senses these things. Chewing on her sandwich or muffin or whatever, the look Mulder, the crack profiler, gives her, LOL. Then Scully follows Beach into the ladies' room and tries to get her to open up. Julian Anderson used a simple paper towel. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. To that's- show that she tried to reach out and BJ shut her down by reaching past her. Remember, a simple pat on the towel after she laid it back down. Really good catch, man. Yeah. I'm over her sucking off Bowman and I'm missing this shit. So good stuff from Diane. Uh, ruthless. Ruth Bales. Uh, yeah. Scully. I've scanned the images of the crime photo and modemed them to Quantico. <laughs> 90s as shit. Good golly, Miss Molly. That's uh, funny. Also, all I see when I look at that sister chest carving is the Slayer logo. Nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, you might be thinking of SS because that's where those S's are inspired from, Ruth. Yeah, there you go. You closet Nazi. A little blowtorch slaughter. Boy, yeah. Um, shit, and man. also, uh, a very offensive comment from Christine Cavalashi. I'm counting on at least a dozen BJ jokes. Come we on. We already tried to explain it to you, you dumb broad, that we don't sing. <laughs> we would never lower oh, ourselves fuck. to saying something like, mm-hmm. you know, this actress gives a really good, strange BJ. Hey. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, eh, terrible. Well, Josh Bruins. That's a wrap on. That's a wrap. Uh, hey, what? I like it. I like it too. I like it. I like it I th- too. I think it's pretty darn good. I like it. An, an easy, solid like. A solid like. I concur. Yep. yep. In a a nice uh, a nice rebound from the the yes. last couple were a little eh, a little shaky, uh, right? And Aubrey's not. You know, it's not going to make anybody's top list, but it's a solid like. We can we can make some jokes, poke around for some things, but yes, lot to like here. I and am fired up for the next episode, dude. I am so having a hard time with this situation. Did we okay. really not record Irresistible? Uh, yeah, is that a weird thing? I swore. I we did swore we did too. Is this another Firewalker? No, because BP just, would be on top of this. He'd be like, no, you release it on this day. Did we just release it? <laughs> or did we Love just you, reference it so much? 
We did de-hand de Deverlitz. <sighs> 100%. I thought we did Irresistible. Donnie Faster, man. Donnie Faster. How did we not do this? <laughs> he says we did in the chat. We did? <laughs> We're so fucking bad at this. He said we did? Yeah. So we did, didn't we? Do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> Was it in there? Has he heard it? <laughs> Fuck yeah. me sideways, dude. X Files. Let me look here. <laughs> let me look on the. Let me, let me look on the file. Let me check the old file system. Here's, dudes. A, little, here's a little peek behind the old curtain of uh, professionalism. Uh, well, that's cool. So I guess we can. I know it's a giant stretch to think that we would ever let <laughs> slip through the cracks. I can't deal with another firewalker. <laughs> I just can't do it. <laughs> BP says he has it saved on my on his phone. I'm hey, not surprised. Stand by, we might need you to fucking upload that into Google Drive. Uh, stand by, auxiliary <laughs> units. <laughs> hey, BP, where's the original Firewalker? All right, yeah, Mister Big Shot. Where were you saving our ass on that one? God oh, damn fuck. it! Where are my X Files archives? Yeah, we definitely did Irresistible. Man. We did because we We've were all over faster, faster, so much, so much. Yeah. He said something to me, and I was like, he said something about having an upcoming episode saved, and I was like, yeah, yeah. But in my head, I was like, Dehan Verlitz. and I was like, fuck, maybe, maybe it's, yeah, I guess it's the both of them. Yeah, yeah. it has to be the both of them. Yeah. Oh, we've we're really something. So we got two episodes we're recording. <laughs> Which is awesome, because that means after a two-week layoff, they're going to get three weeks in a row. So they get yeah. this irresistible, and then we'll be coming back in next week with no. They, they, oh we shit! Recorded, so they'll get four weeks in a row because we'll drop right. We can do that. Yeah. Drop the irresistible, drop D hand, and then we'll go right to fresh bones. God damn, that's that's a lot of X files. Yeah, we're coming back with another fresh bones is Rob Bowman too. Oh uh, yeah, and Nutter did did faster. Love that guy. Yeah. However, stand by BP because. Yeah, stand by for that episode. We might need that one. How do I not have this? <laughs> All right. What, did uh, we talk about this? Let's wrap this up. We'll wrap yeah, this up. I'll be in touch with the old BP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think um, of the best way for him to get it to me. Probably a shared drive, Google Drive. BP, if you're, is he in the chat? Yeah. Maybe, BP, maybe you can hook me he's up the, with. He's in the chat railing against our fucking unprofessionalism. <laughs> he's not, but he should be. <laughs> okay, he should be. They're he's all being, thinking it. <laughs> He's being very, very reserved. Yeah. Well, well, shoot me a little Google, shoot me a little link, <laughs> BP, a little uh, shared drive link so I can <laughs> not fuck this thing up any worse than we already have. Yeah. I, we'll officially credit you as the producer if we literally have to get the episode from you. <laughs> Say this episode is sponsored by BP 9000. Holy mackerel. Boy. Yeah. Oh, I know what drive it's on. It's on the other drive. I'm looking in the wrong spot. This new fancy pants computer doggy. I got like, all right, all right, here we go. X-Files. Let's see. X-Files archives. I believe I named it. Let's see what we got, kiddos. Let's do this live. This is fun, actually. <laughs> X-Files <laughs> archive. Digging, digging, digging. Do, 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 X-Files. Irresistible is in here. Hey! hey! There we go. All How right. That? Scratch that. Strike lasts. Aborts, BP, aborts. We've got it. Wow. How did we not remember this? I don't know. All right. So that means, when are we recording next? How are we doing this? So this one, we're recording right now on 529. This will drop on June 2nd. You'll mm -hmm. hear Irresistible, June 9th. D&D yep. Verlitz, 
June 16th. 16th. And then we'll be recording June 19th. Okay, cool. And then um, you and I have been kicking around the idea of a bonus episode. And then here's a little sneak peek. We're looking at a possible war flick poll for June. So if you could be available on June 27th, that would be radical. I can do that. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure you were uh, uh, available for that. Wait, wait. Would it be June 27th if it's supposed to drop the last Monday of the month? Either the 20th or the 27th. I'll get back to you on that ASAP. All right. And uh, yeah, we don't push it here too much, but um, obviously you guys are listening. You're mostly all up on LSG stuff. But um, if you're not members, um, I you don't hear a lot from me from the other feeds. So uh, if you want my dirty voice chatting in Deer's, Dean's ear, you can uh, join the bonus feed because we got a little RPG um, project going that is only bonus feed accessible right now. And um, we're also thinking that, about doing Heather's. And yeah, that is the other thing. We've referenced Heather's um, a couple weeks in a row. I, I almost thought of it in this one because there's the first scene with BJ Moore and those shoulder pads are very Dude, Heather's. Very, that, very Heather's. In that first scene. Oh my God. The croquet scene. Heather? All of the scenes. Yeah. You bitch. Heather? You bitch. Um, so, um, all right. Awesome. Cool. So you guys got a lot of X-Files coming. So what I will do is I will update the schedule tomorrow to reflect the calendar as we have set it to you. And um, that's it. Cool. We're out of here. You guys have a great day. Josh, tell them goodbye. Good night, little sister. Good night, little sister.